Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, A Girl's Best Friend. I am so excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about supers, and because I'm recording this on the first day of the World Series, we'll also be talking about day one of the World Series. Oh man, I <laughs> I love this game. I love softball, and I am so excited about everything that is going on, and I... Oh man, I'm I'm pumped. I'm just pumped. All right, so let's go ahead and let's get into it. The Super Regionals over the weekend. I know a lot of people were complaining that the 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 supers were not as were not as entertaining as they had hoped. Man, what supers were you watching? Granted, I will I will say this. Granted, some of them were blowouts. For instance, Florida State and Georgia. That was that was p- pretty brutal. I I watched game one of that and and Florida State over was it was overmatched for sure. But really, like, did you watch? I mean, did you watch the Alabama series? Oh, did you watch Clemson and Oklahoma game two? I mean, we had some really, really iconic, uh, iconic games and iconic moments in the in that super regional. So, to try to get some context on on people talking about. You know the the supers and and uh, and how they just didn't think it was as entertaining as normal. I went back in history a couple of years. I went back to 2016 just to just to kind of figure out what was so different about this year than years past. So this year we had six games where. In a best of three, the team swept, and that was it. And then we had two series go to the, if necessary, game on Sunday. That would be the Alabama Northwestern series, and then the San Diego State-Utah series. Both of those went to the third game. But the other series, Oklahoma-Clemson, and then, excuse me, Florida State versus Georgia and Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma State versus Oregon and Duke, Stanford and Washington versus Louisiana. Those all were uh, sweeps. So we had six sweeps and we had two series that went the full game. So in 2022, by the way, if... I don't think I've mentioned this. I actually went to a super regional this past weekend. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. But if I had mentioned to you that I had not attended a super regional before, my mistake. My mistake. I had forgotten. I didn't really think about it until I was doing the research for this. I actually went to the Mississippi State Arizona super regional last year, but 
while my experience at News Park was amazing, I think I kind of tried to put that out of my mind because Arizona just obliterated Mississippi State. So it definitely wasn't the outcome that I was hoping for. So I think I kind of put that out of my brain. But that was a really good experience. So my super regional experience this past weekend was my second super regional, but my first at the stadium that I was at. All right, so in 2022, there were five sweeps and three of the series went to three games. 2021, same story. Five sweeps, three games went to the full went the full three games. Once again, 2019. Remember there the season got cut short in 2020. I think it in, it ended like early March. Like the season had barely begun. Okay, so 2019 once again, five sweeps, three full series. Apparently, that's the regular thing. 2018, once again, shocker of all shockers. Three series went the full three games. Five were sweeps. And in 2016, once again, we have five sweeps and three go to a full series. 2017, I guess everyone wants to us to have 2017 back because 2017, only three of the series were sweeps and then five went to the full three games. I guess that's what everyone's looking for. And I'm kind of looking at the seating. It looks like there's a pretty healthy mix of who of favorites and underdogs winning because the number one seed was Florida that year, and it took them three games to defeat Alabama, who was the 16th seed. Baylor, who's the 15th seed, it took them three games to beat out the two seed, Arizona. Oregon, the three seed, swept Kentucky, who's the 14. LSU, the 13th seed, took three games for them to beat Florida State. UCLA and Ole Miss matched up. UCLA with a five seed, and they swept Ole Miss. It took Washington three games to beat Utah. Well, that's a familiar matchup. And let's see. Oh, this is nice. Oklahoma swept Auburn, and then Texas A&M took three games to beat Tennessee. Wow, that was a very interesting super. I think I just kind of, I remember that. It's kind of back there in my mind. That was a few years ago, but I do remember that a little bit. But I guess for context sake, yes, there were, it was, I guess, less dramatic than normal. But we have some we had some pretty iconic moments in this this year's Super Regionals. Kenzie Hansen's three-run home run when, when Oklahoma is down to their last strike. But not only. Let's, let's just, for a second, let's think about the historical context of that Kenzie Hansen home run. Okay? So, it's the seventh... I believe it was the seventh and or maybe it's the sixth. Let me let me keep going with the story, but I'm gonna go ahead and look that up just to make sure that I'm getting it completely correct. But okay, so they're down. 
Oklahoma is down, and they're down seven to four. It was the seventh. Okay. And there's two runners on. Oklahoma has in the game the day the day previous they had tied the record for the most consecutive wins in softball history. So winning this game would give them the record. So we have a World Series berth here. We have a record setting um a, a record we have World Series birth and we have the record for the most consecutive wins in softball history also uh, Oklahoma is getting a new stadium I believe next season and so this is this series is the last series that will ever be played at Marita Hyatt's field okay so all of that let's so that is part of the context around Kenzie Hansen's home run. And Oklahoma's down to their last strike. And she hits a three-run home run, ties the game at 7-7, and then Oklahoma comes back in the ninth and wins it. Crazy. Crazy. That is iconic. And that will be remembered for a really, really long time. That was the last game at Marita Hines Field ever. Ever. And that sealed the deal. Oklahoma had the, that was the record for consecutive wins. It, that was, that was an incredible moment. What about what I think is going to be one of the more iconic photos or clips from this whole time period for the for this whole year really Montana Fouts comes back from injury she starts in game one of the regional doesn't do great I mean for her for her standard she doesn't do great and Alabama loses that game three to one then Jayla Torrance and Montana Fouts combine in game two to have a, they combine and it's a 2-1 victory for Alabama. So then we come back on Sunday for game three. And Montana Fouts strikes out Hannah Cady for the final out of the game. And you could see the emotion all over Montana's face. She drops to a knee. And you just see it in her face. Just the relief of winning that game. But you have to, like, how iconic is that moment? Because at the SEC tournament when Montana went down, she didn't even know if she was ever going to pitch in college again. I mean, that's what was at stake here. We didn't know if Montana was ever going to pitch in an Alabama uniform again. And not only did she come back, she helped her team to a World Series berth. How amazing is that? That 
is such an iconic moment. And I know I keep saying the word iconic. I just, I just don't know how else to describe it. It is a moment to never, ever forget. It is a one for the history books, for sure. All right, so let's run through the supers real quick. Okay, so Oklahoma, they won their super. And then that's who I picked. I also picked Utah over San... I picked Oklahoma over Clemson. Got that one. I picked Utah over San Diego State. I got that one. I picked Florida State over Georgia. I got that one. I got Tennessee over Texas. I got Alabama over Northwestern. I got Washington over Louisiana. And I got Stanford over Duke. The only one I got wrong is I picked Oregon over Oklahoma State. But considering how I missed one, (laughs) two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight. I'm I missed half of the regionals. And so I think I really I think I had a comeback with my supers picks. So I'm a little bit proud of that. Alright, so I am currently recording this during the weather delay, the second weather delay for the Florida State Oklahoma State game. To begin the game, there was a one hour and something or other minute delay due to weather in Oklahoma City. And then they played a little bit and it's delayed again in the... I Let me check what inning it is. Doesn't say. Alrighty. Well, not going to worry about that. Alright, so... Anyways, I believe it's the third inning. I believe it's the top of the third. So, just to kind of go through what has happened so far today in the World Series. The first game was Alabama-Tennessee. And I was thinking about it a lot last night on who I thought Tennessee should pitch. I, I figured that Jayla Torrance was going to start for Alabama. Montana's a warrior, but she's still not healthy. And my reasons for not starting Montana, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I I was pretty certain that uh, Jayla Torrance was going to be the starter for Alabama. So... But I wasn't sure about who should start for Tennessee. I had a thought about it, though. I was, if I was Karen Weekly, and I'm choosing who to start against Alabama, I probably, I would be very nervous because Alabama has really done well this season already. In four games, Alabama has played Tennessee in a three-game regular regular season series and then once in the tournament. So this is the fifth matchup between these two teams. And Alabama has hit Carlin Pickens very well. 
and has hit Peyton Godshall very well. Not so much against against Ashley Rogers. So, do you start Ashley Rogers if you're Tennessee? But if you start Ashley Rogers, will she be able to go in the next game? Because the next game, you're going to be matched up against Oklahoma or Stanford. Will will Ashley Rogers be able to go? Will she be okay? So there was a lot of back and forth and back and forth in my head. And I had no idea where how that one was going to go. Karen Weekly ended up going with Ashley Rogers. And it worked out. It worked out very well for her. In uh, Alabama, they started the game with two on and nobody out. And Ashley Rogers got out of it without giving up a single run. It was very, very impressive. And Tennessee goes on to win 10 to 5. There was a, there was uh I believe it was the, the bottom of the fourth and Tennessee looked like they were going to run rule Alabama and then Alabama comes back in the top of the fifth and Kenley Cahalen gets a two-run double and there you go. The run rule is out of play at that point. The run rule in softball is in college softball is eight runs is eight runs after five innings. Now, before this year, there the run rule did not apply to the champ series. So the women's college world series to the final two teams. In that series, it used to be that the run rule did not apply. This year, I think because of what just happened last what happened last year, they have finally put that into place. And I'm kind of glad because last year got a little bit rough. Because Oklahoma it was just that much better than everybody else. Alabama's freshmen really, really showed up. Kenley Kalen had some really good defense. And out of Alabama's five runs, she had three RBIs. Marley Giles, who is a, another freshman for Alabama, had another RBI. And then, let's see, who had the last one? Let's see. Oh, Allie Shipman. I just looked right over that. Allie Shipman had the fifth RBI for Alabama. And Tennessee, that is such a good lineup. It's <laughs> and it's gotta be intimidating if you're Jayla Torrance. By the way, for Alabama, Jayla Torrance pitched, Alex Salter pitched, and Lauren Esman pitched. Montana Fouts did not appear. So, I mean, it's got to be crazy for Jayla Torrance. I believe it's the first time she's ever pitched in the World Series. And you come out and you are facing Kiki Malloy immediately. That has got to be terrifying. <laughs> I, just, I just can't imagine. Honestly, Kiki Malloy would be my choice for the number for... The player of the year. Valerie Cagle ended up winning that, which, you know, 
rightfully so. I think she deserves it, but Kiki Malloy would have been my choice. So Alabama goes into the loser's bracket and Tennessee goes into the winner's bracket. And uh, Alabama faces the loser of the Stanford-Oklahoma game and Tennessee faces the winner. So next is Stanford-Oklahoma. And I was pretty excited about this game. And it lived up to my expectations for sure. Nigeria Kennedy, she threw, it was like, it was some crazy numbers, like 20-something, like 26 or 28 pitches in the first inning. But she didn't give up anything. They were just working really, really long at bats. She finished with seven strikeouts, and she only gave up one earned run. So Oklahoma, they ended up winning this game two to nothing. I I thought that Stanford's issue was not their pitching. Their pitching clearly amazing. I was concerned that they would not have the offense to win and they did not. They couldn't get it together. They couldn't they I mean it's not like um they weren't getting hits. It was it was very frustrating. They couldn't string anything together. They couldn't string walks together. And it felt like everybody was striking out. But, I mean, giving up only two runs to Oklahoma is not anything to scoff at. That is really good. So, Alabama plays Stanford. And Oklahoma plays Tennessee, which... Whew, I am excited for both of those games. Currently, like I mentioned earlier, Oklahoma State and Florida State is in the delay. Currently, the score is 2 to nothing, Florida State over Oklahoma State. Michaela Edenfield for Florida State hit this crazy long home run. And I know announcers a lot of times will say, the moment it the moment it left the bat you knew it was gone i feel like half the time that's an exaggeration or maybe more than half the time it was not an exaggeration this time that ball was gone so fast and it went so far it was not an exaggeration the and it even sounded different like home runs sound different but it sounded different for a home run it was so impressive. Kelly Maxwell started for Oklahoma State and it looked like she just had she looked really good at first. She I believe she struck the first two batters out and then she just kind of didn't I mean she just kind of started struggling. And again in the second inning, she got the first two batters out and then she let somebody on base. Kelly Maxwell this year, well, at least in this game, does not look like Kelly Maxwell of last year. I was a little bit surprised that Oklahoma State did not start Lexi Kilfoyle, but I get it because of what Kelly Maxwell has meant to this program, what she has done for this program, especially what she did for them in the World Series last year. It makes sense. 
I get it. Catherine Sandercock will uh, have the start for Florida State. And it was really funny. The announcers were talking about how Catherine Sandercock doesn't really get a lot of strikeouts. She relies a lot more on her uh, on her drop ball to, you know, induce ground balls and use that really good defense behind her. Let me see if I can find. Let me check the box score here. They're they're swinging and missing on that drop ball. Oklahoma State is swinging and missing. She only has three strikeouts. That's a little bit surprising. But they they're just not seeing it. They're not seeing it very well at all. And if I'm Florida State, I'm going to keep going to that until they start doing something with it because it's that drop ball is just making them look foolish right now. It's it's I can't lie. It's pretty cool to watch. Also, just completely completely random side note Josie Muffley for Florida State I feel like she's been around forever forever she man she is impressive she's impressive I really like her and to watch her and Devin Flaherty on the middle infield together it's it's amazing to watch okay so the Washington-Utah game was scheduled to go after this Florida State-Oklahoma State game was completed, but considering the delay, I don't know if that's going to happen. I have not seen any reports. Let's see. It just popped up. Postponed. I don't know when that game will be postponed to. I'm assuming tomorrow. I don't know. Currently, the schedule for tomorrow, yeah, for tomorrow, is, I don't, um, is Alabama and Stanford at 6 o'clock. I gotta think that this is the game that Alabama wanted. Last year... Stanford eliminated Alabama in the regional. It was the first time ever that Alabama that in this in this format that Alabama has not made it out of regional. Hasn't had not made it to super regional. The first time ever. And going in I knew that Going into that, I went to that series. I knew Atlanta Vodder was going to be trouble <laughs> for Alabama. I just didn't think, I just didn't realize how much trouble. She, as amazing as she is to watch on TV, it's even more amazing to watch her in person. She has such great spin on her pitches. It is so fun to watch. I have to imagine though that this is that this is the revenge game Alabama's looking for. I I heard after Alabama got their World Series berth that several of the players who were on the team last year 
said that that loss, that loss to Stanford in the regional last year was a huge, huge motivating factor for them making it as far as they have. Also, the doubt, the doubt that Alabama has gotten, Stanford has been a favorite since before the season. Everybody saw what Stanford did to Alabama last year, and they saw every everybody coming back, and they're like, Stanford's going to be good again, guys. Let's pay attention to Stanford. And so all year, all year, everyone knew Stanford was going to be good. But it was Alabama's not good. Alabama's not going to be able to do it. Did you see how Alabama lost in the regional? Alabama's not good anymore. Montana Fouts can't carry that team alone. But look at where Alabama is. They were told all this time, you can't do it. But look at what they did. Now You can ask my parents. You can ask my boss. <laughs> it bothers me so much to be told I can't do something. When I'm told I can't do something, it is a massive motivation for me to do that thing. And to hear all year, you're not any good, you're not any good, you know, you know that that is motivation in Alabama's ears all year. Everyone says we're not any good. Everyone says we can't make it back to the World Series and look at where they are. Now, I'm hoping that the journey does not end tomorrow for Alabama. It might. But I hope it doesn't. But I really think that this game against Stanford is something that they've been looking forward to the entire time. Also, Stanford pitched Niger Kennedy today against um, against Oklahoma. Are they going to go back-to-back with Kennedy? Alabama saw Vauder almost exclusively in the regional last year, from what I remember. So I, you have to think that Alabama has a game plan now to attack Vauder. So does Stanford throw Kennedy because they know that, because Jessica Allister, the coach for Stanford, knows that Alabama has had a, basically a year to prepare for Atlanta Vauder? Also, who does Alabama throw? And does Stanford have the offense to make it matter? Stanford's pitching is so good. They held down the best offense in softball to two runs this morning. Two runs. Remember, Valerie Cagle for Clemson, she's the player of the year this year. You want to know how many runs Oklahoma got against Valerie Cagle? Well, against the pitching staff as a whole, um, they got um, Oklahoma got eight runs. Valerie Cagle gave up seven runs in the first game. Oklahoma scored nine runs. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? Player of the year. Valerie Cagle gave up seven runs to the Oklahoma Sooners. Freshman, not even an All-American, which 
by the way, is a bonkers. Nigeri Kennedy only gave up two runs and only one of them was earned. And both both runs were plated by an error, by a fielding error in the outfield. What? How good is Stanford's pitching staff? But they weren't able to do anything on offense. So... How is how are they going to fare against Alabama's pitching staff? Now, granted, Alabama's staff did not do well today. However, Montana Fouts didn't pitch today. Montana Fouts can go tomorrow against Stanford. Or is that is their offense going to be able to do anything against her? I don't know. That's going to be an interesting game. I have no idea which way it's going to go. And I will not. I will not commit to saying which way I think it's going to go. I just think it's going to be a good game. And whoever goes home after that game, I really hate that for them. Because, man, to at this point, everyone is a good team. And it's really sad to see them, to see seasons end especially for players like Nigeri Kennedy, Alana Vodder, Montana Fouts, Ali Shipman, Ashley Prangy. I just I love this sport. I love these players. I love this time of year. I'm so excited. So currently Saturday's schedule has Tennessee and Oklahoma playing. That's going to be interesting. I am really intrigued to see how that game goes. I expect it will be very high scoring. And then watch it. It's actually going to be like a one to nothing kind of game. But with those two offenses, I expect it to be very high scoring no matter who pitches. So we'll see how that goes. So, let me check. Oklahoma State, Florida State still delayed. No update on that. And so, Washington and Utah is postponed. And I'm not sure how that's going to go. At some point, the World well, the World Series will end. I believe it's... Let me see. I will do another episode near the end of the World Series or at the end of the World Series. It just kind of depends on what I have time for. And just kind of sum up the World Series and everything. And man, this is such a great time of year. It's so exciting. I love it. If you have any questions, complaints, comments, anything about softball, about this podcast episode... About about anything softball related in general, email us goat versus goat at gmail.com. G O A T V S G O T E at gmail.com. And if it's going to be anything softball related or anything related to this specific podcast, be sure and put a girl's best friend in the subject line so we know it should go to, to me and it is in regards to softball. 
man, I hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the best time of year.